Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Effective Prayer Strategies podcast, where we're giving you tools for an effective and powerful prayer life. Thank God for all of my followers, those of you who are always in tune and downloading this podcast, wherever uh, you listen to podcasts, whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. I want to let you know today that the teaching that I'm going to do today is directly from my book called The Effective Prayer Strategies, a book, Eight Principles for a Powerful Prayer Life. So if you have not already gotten your book uh, that was released on last year, be sure to go to Amazon.com and pick it up. Uh, this is a life-changing book, but I'll be teaching out of a chapter that I wrote um, in chapter seven. And the chapter is praying in alignment with the heart of God or praying in alignment with God's heart. And out of this chapter, I give three positions that we as Christians, we as believers should pray from. And these are not natural positions. I'm talking about not positions, you know, where you're on your knees or you're laying down or you're laying prostrate on your face. I'm talking about spiritual Positions. So I'm going to give you three important spiritual positions that uh, we possess as children of God. And if you don't have a revelation of these uh, spiritual positions that God has given us as uh, his children, then you're not going to pray confidently. You can pray confidently when you have a revelation of these scriptures. Okay. So three positions of prayer. The first position we're going to talk about today is going to be the position of sonship, the position of sonship. Okay. So you can be confident in prayer when you pray from your position of sonship. In other words, when you have a revelation and an understanding of your sonship, then you're going to pray confidently. There's going to be a great confidence in your prayer time, in your prayer life, or in your prayer request. Okay. So let's look at John chapter one, verse 12. It says, but as many as received him to them gave he power, who Jesus, the father to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I'm going to read that again, but as many as received him. So we are believers. We receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and savior. As many as receive him, we have, he gave us the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe, believe on his name. So we have been given the power to become the sons of God because we have repented of our sins and we have re- believed on the name of Jesus and received him as our personal Lord and savior. So we are sons of God. So that's our position. Now, when I say sons, I'm not speaking in terms of gender. I'm speaking in terms of a spiritual position because the Bible talks about there's neither bond nor free, uh, Greek nor Jew, male nor female, right? So we're not talking about the natural, but spiritually speaking, you are sons of God. We are sons of God. So let's look at Romans chapter eight, verse 15 through 17. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba father or daddy father. 
The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Listen to this. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, I don't want you to look over that. I know that was a lot of scripture, but I want to pinpoint how we have been, we have uh, received the spirit of adoption. So whereas before Christ, we were alienated from God. We were separated from him. We were fatherless, right? Talking about spiritual. Um, and we were in a sense orphans. Amen. However, we became adopted into the family of God when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we became children of the Most High God. Listen to the language that Apostle Paul uses. Not only just children of God, but we became heirs of God. Oh, that's good news. Hallelujah. Some of you can't get excited about that because you may not know what an heir is. And I'm going to explain the heir. He said, not only are we heirs of God, but we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. What does that make us? Jesus as our savior and Jesus as our elder brother, right? Because he said joint heirs. In other words, we receive the same benefits as Jesus did as becoming an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. When you understand that what you have in, inherited then you can pray confidently. You can pray from a position of sonship and confidence that your father hears your prayers and that your father will grant your petitions. But many believers are praying prayers that they're not confident that God hears them because they don't understand the position of sonship. Now let's look at this word heir. What is an heir? The definition of heir is number one, one who receives property from an ancestor, one who is entitled to inherit property. That's one definition. What's the property we've inherited? We've inherited the kingdom of God. We've inherited everything that the father has, not only in just the kingdom of heaven, right? We've inherited heaven. That's property. That's land in the spirit. But even naturally speaking, we've inherited as those who have dominion over the earth. Why? Because the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof and all who dwell therein, right? So we've inherited that type of property as well. Two, one who inherits or is entitled to succeed to a hereditary rank title or office. Did you hear that definition of an heir? That's powerful. Think in terms of what God has given us. One who inherits or is entitled to succeed to a hereditary rank, title, or office. God has given us an inheritance and a rank, right? A title and an office in his kingdom. Hallelujah. That's good news. What's the title? We are heirs of God. We are children of God. We are sons of the most high God. Amen. Three, here's the last definition. One who receives or is entitled to receive something other than property from a parent or a predecessor. 
Amen. So because of Jesus Christ and his blood and what he's done for us, we have been, we have been given the right to everything in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So, so thinking, thinking those terms when it comes to you praying to the father, hallelujah. Let's look at this first John chapter three, verse one, it says, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. What kind of love is this that God gave us? He bestowed upon us. He allowed us to inherit the the title of a son of God. Amen. So listen to this statement I wrote down. Those who struggle with their sonship allow themselves, uh, don't allow themselves to be fathered by God. So we got to stop acting like orphans. Those who struggle with sonship don't allow themselves to be fathered by God. Now, now, now let's look at what, where we are in society today. In society today, we have a lot of broken homes. We have a lot of fatherless children. We have a lot of people who are born out of wedlock and don't have any relationship with their fathers. Therefore, they take that mentality when they get born again as Christians and they take that same mentality of being fatherless to the father God, to the heavenly father. And so they struggle with their sonship because of their natural relationship with their father has, they've struggled with that as well. But God is saying he has bestowed his love upon us that we should be called the children of God. So we no longer have to struggle with being fathered by God because he's given us his word. He's, he's given us the position, the right, the heir to be to be all that encompasses in being a son of God. Amen. So let me tell you a story. I was acting like an orphan subconsciously until God told me that uh, he had to show it to me, his word. I was reading out of the book of Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. Uh, it talked about how the angel appeared to Daniel and the angel said these words as he greeted Daniel. He said, Oh, Daniel, thou beloved of God. Another translation said, Oh, how you are highly esteemed in the eyes of God, oh Daniel. And when I read that, something struck in me and I began to talk to God and say, God, I want to be just like what the angel called Daniel, highly esteemed, greatly esteemed by God. And I was just crying, you know, just, just crying out to God and saying, please view me like you view Daniel. And in the middle of that thought, the Lord spoke to me. Holy Spirit said, what makes you think you're not already esteemed as I did Daniel in my eyes? So God let me see. I was thinking like an orphan. I was thinking as if my God did not view me in an unconditional love. I was thinking like an orphan. I had an orphan mentality and I'd been saved, what, 20 some years when God said you are subconsciously thinking like an orphan. And so that hindered or that caused me to pray a prayer that wasn't even in alignment with God's heart. Amen. How many of us are praying prayers like that? So I operated like an orphan. And so remember the story of the prodigal son? 
how he was in the house, how he had inherited everything that his father had, how he had access to everything that his father had, but he was so insecure and didn't have a revelation of where he was with his father, the relationship he had with his father and the access that he had everything that the father owned. Some of us are acting the same way and we act that way even in our prayers to God. And God is saying, I want you to pray in alignment with my heart. I want you to pray in alignment with the position that I placed you in as a son and an heir from me, of me, and a, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so let's look at Jesus and how he prayed. And I'm going to give you five points. And I'm going to leave you with five points and we'll wrap up. So Jesus prayed from his sonship position and God always heard him. Did you hear what I said? Jesus prayed from his position as a son, from his sonship position, and God always heard him. How do we know that? Well, let's look at the scripture. The scripture says that Jesus said in John 11, let's read it. He says, then they took away the stone from the place where he was dead, talking about Lazarus, when he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, father, I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me. Hallelujah. He says, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Look at what Jesus said, because I know you are my father and I understand my position in you and I understand my sonship. I can come to you and know and be confident that you always hear me. Hallelujah. And so you should take a, a page out of this scripture. And when you go to your father from your position of your sonship and know and be confident that he hears you. Amen. As the righteous believers in Christ Jesus. Let's look at these five points I'm going to leave you with. Number one, sonship functions out of love and acceptance. Knowing that you are accepted and not rejected. So if you understand your sonship, you know that God is not rejecting you. See, some of you have rejection in your soul, whether it's rejection because your father, you felt like your father, your natural father did not want you. And you bring that over into the kingdom and you have that king, that mindset and it hinders you from receiving all that God has from you for you. It hinders you from being truly fathered by your heavenly father. And so be mindful that you're not operating in rejection. Even when it comes to your heavenly father, he wants you free. Number two, if you don't have a revelation of sonship, you won't have the confidence to ask. Have you ever wanted to ask somebody something, but you didn't know them that well enough to ask them of what you're going to ask them for. Some of us are coming to God like that, that because you don't know him, you don't, you don't know how, how, how your sonship works. You are afraid to ask him for certain things. I met a lady one day who said, uh, I heard this lady ask. She was really talking negatively of a lady who was asking, uh, praying for a desire to have a certain, uh, material thing. And so she was like, I wouldn't dare ask God for something like that. 
Well, she didn't have a revelation of her sonship and the other woman had a revelation of her sonship that she felt like that she could ask the father for certain things materialistically and that God would hear her and give her the desire of her heart. So she had a revelation of her sonship and the other lady didn't. So guess what? Because she wasn't confident in her, her sonship, she never asked, she won't ask, and she'll never receive. Because the Bible says you have not, why? Because you ask not. Ooh, that's good to me. That's good preaching to me. Number three, sonship comes with an inheritance. Because you're aware of your inheritance, you will ask. But if you're no longer aware, if you're not aware of what you have inherited that's rightfully yours, you're going to leave it on the table. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm not leaving anything on the table that's rightfully mine. I want everything that God has for me. I'm not leaving anything on the table. As a son of God, hallelujah, I will fuse to leave anything on the table. So I hope that you'll not leave any of your benefits, anything that you've inherited on the table. If you had a rich daddy who died and left you everything, and the attorney read off the will and say, you have inherited this property, this land, this house, this amount of money, this account, and you just say, "Ah, I'll just take, you know, this land over here or this property over here, but you can have the rest. That would be foolish. Some of you are acting like that in the spirit. God has inherited you with so much, but you don't have a revelation of it and you leave it all on the table. And so let's make a decision to receive everything. Number four, I believe, when you don't see yourself how God sees you, you won't have the faith to even ask for a certain thing or believe you can have certain things. Did you hear that? When you don't see yourself how God sees you, you can't even put your faith to begin to ask and receive what God has for you. Why? Because you have a lack of faith in your relationship with the father and your revelation of the sonship is lacking. Amen. And then number five, lastly, when you don't have a revelation of your sonship, you operate in an orphan spirit and you won't or cannot pray in alignment with God. So we're going back to the story that I was talking to God from an orphan spirit and it was not in, in alignment with the heart of God. And God rebuked me and said, I don't even hear that prayer because you're not praying in alignment with my heart. You're not praying from a revelation of your sonship that I have given you, which is a position in the realm of the spirit. Amen. And let me give you this. Jesus is the only begotten son, but he's not the only son. We have been adopted. We have been engrafted into the family. And so he was the only son seated by God, but we have become sons by his blood. And therefore we can have access relationship and fellowship as sons of God. We have rights. We have privileges all just like Jesus. Every right and every privilege that Jesus operates in, we have those same rights and those same privileges. We have been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and we have been adopted into the family of God as sons of God. So I want you to remember as I close this podcast today, remember to pray from your position of a son of God, not talking gender, For those of you who got gender on the brain, sons and daughters of God, (laughs) we want you to pray from the revelation of that position 
so that you can receive everything that God has for you in your inheritance and you can pray with confidence and you won't have to worry about whether you should ask God for certain things. And you, when you know and understand your true sonship and you'll not operate in an orphan spirit. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every one of your sons and daughters that they truly get a revelation and understanding of where they are, where they are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and help them understand and see their sonship. I bind the spirit of rejection that had tried to lodge itself in their souls, whether because of their rejection from their natural parents, father, and I rebuke that spirit of rejection right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, rebuke it, renounce the spirit of rejection that's causing you to a barrier between you and the father and say, father, I receive fully my full right as a son and a daughter of the king in Jesus name. Amen. I pray this has blessed you. Go back over these scriptures, renew your mind, go back over these points. Make sure you're not operating in some of the points that I gave. Remember to follow, like, and share this uh, podcast with your network. And I will see you next time. God bless.